Well, greetings and salutations and welcome back to another episode of Curry Retrospectives right around the Super U Show. I am joined by my two good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Bonjour. Oh, ready to go down the spiral with you guys today. Oh, yes. We're ready to go down Woo! that, down that yeah, very downward spiral. spiral. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so <laughs> I want to apologize for the past two weeks. I know we haven't done any episodes until this week because... Uh, we've been so busy in our personal lives and we just couldn't do last week. So we're doing it this week. And for those of you who are just in, just filling in and coming in now, uh, this week's episode, we are doing, so we spun the wheel and we are doing, um, we're breaking down and discussing uh, picks on the wheel that we're on. Was it Rolling Stones uh, top 500 albums of all time list? And this one was on there, uh, which was Nine Inch Nails, uh, the Downward Spiral, their second album from 1990. Force the album's almost 30 years old, too. Um, so this is how it's gonna work. I'm gonna go first, then Kyle's gonna go, then Mike's gonna go, and then we'll go from there. Uh, but yeah, so nine inch nails, a band that I have I, I knew was there for a long time, I just didn't really get into them heavily until like 2018, 2019. I really started listening to them along with like early Red Hot Chili Pepper stuff as well. I went through a small phase of both of them at one point. Um, just to just try new things, just to try new taste in music, try try something new and see if I, I like um, like this new sound. Because my aunt, um, I've said this before, I'll say it again. My aunt lives in California. She is a no stranger to the, no stranger to the music business because she's in the music business. She has seen Nine Inch Nails at least five times over. And she said, hey, The Downward Spot is a great album or, or um uh, Pretty Hate Machines is a great album. Check out these couple of albums or the Fragile. Um, you know, check out their this is a great band to get into if you can. So for me going into this, I was like, all right, I kind of know who they are. I never listened, I haven't listened to this album in full in probably four, maybe five years. And it's been a long time coming. But I'm glad it was on the list for Rolling Stone magazines, uh, full on um uh, of their greatest out there, whatever the, whatever the list they came up with the 500 greatest albums of all time list. Um, but I was a really uh, big f- um, so that's kind of my background with them. Was I I knew who they were. I had always like knew I I had always like, but I never knew like their sound because like, it's funny when you listen to an album. Oh, sorry, when you hear a name of a band, sometimes you get like a a depiction of like oh what do they sound like in your own your own head. But when you listen to them, you really dive into it, and it's a very unique sound. It's very much so. Nine Inch Nails, for those who don't know, or live under a rock. It's uh, they're kind of they're very much industrial to my understanding. Not quite like, um, like you know I know like early Lincoln Park was like industrial rock or like new metal to that extent, but I'm sure we're all gonna get into that in a little bit. But um, my exposure to them was um, this record and the one before it, uh, Pretty Hate Machine as well. So uh, it was kind of a, a unique experience because like, like I said, I didn't listen to it when I listened to it. It was like literally five, six, four or five years ago. And now re-listening to it again, it actually some things held up more than others, and some things didn't to my own liking. Like there was a, there was a couple tracks are that are just solid that I would go back to. I would add to like a alt rock playlist no matter what, and I would go back to it a heartbeat. So let's jump over to the track listing for a second. It was their second record, came out on March eighth, nineteen ninety four, and the original release has a total of fourteen songs, and it's an hour and five minutes long and two seconds. Um, just want to go through this track by track for a second. Um, and then I'm going to list off my standout tracks as well. So Mr. Self-Destruct, Piggy, uh, Heresy, March of the Pigs, 
Heresy, thank you, sir. I, I knew I was going to butcher something at some point. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, heresy, March of the Pigs, Closer, uh, Ruiner, The Becoming. I do not want this. The Big Man with a Gun. Uh, a Warm Place, Eraser, Reptile. Or reptile, reptile, I'm not sure whichever one it is. Again, I'm butchering it already. Here we go. Um, uh, the Downward Spiral, the title track, and Hurt. Um <laughs> So my standout tracks here are I, I'm terrible with names, everyone. Forgive me if I've I butchered your favorite nine inch nails song right now. But yes, I yes, just let's just go with that. <laughs> um so, anyways, uh my standout tracks this are Mr. Self-Destruct, um, March of the Pigs, Closer. Uh, believe it or not, the title track is okay. Yeah, for those of you listen to us any period of time, the <laughs> title I'm a title track guy. I've always been a title track guy. This one was like, okay, it's there, and I it didn't grab. I didn't gravitate it towards as much as I thought I as much as I remember that I used to. Um, but so this album is has a some really good tracks on it. Like as I said, for me personally, March of the Pigs was one. Uh, Mister Self Destruct was one. Closer is like. I know we try and keep the show as PG thirteen as possible, but closer to me is like musical sex. It just mm-hmm. straight up is, and if you listen to it, and if you listen to the words to it, it actually is literally pure musical sex. So <laughs> that's just just take it as you will, but that's pretty much that. <laughs> um, and um, the, the second half of the album uh, got like it was hard to it was for me it was a little bit harder to get through with tracks like I don't know I I, I do not want this and Trent Reznor just screaming his head off at some points. Uh, with a racer reptile, but I want my the my one track that I've always gone back to. I've always loved it. Was hurt. Hurt is a fantastic song. Uh, I actually, truthfully, I prefer Johnny Cash's version over the Nine Inch Nails version. Don't we all, and, uh, we all do. <laughs> we all do. Let's just it's unanimous at that point. But I I've never I don't hate the Nine Inch Nails version, but it is. Something of a of a unique sounding like a a, a big build up to close out the record, truthfully, and and the last like minute of it is just like ambient noise and stuff like that. And it really is truthfully industrial rock to a T. But yeah, my standard tracks are Mister Self Destruct, um, Piggy, March of the Pigs, uh, Closer. And Closer is literally I I I I, I repeat I will say it again. Closer is just musical sax. It really is. If you really, and I'm not kidding, if you really think about it and you really listen to the lyrics of Closer, it is the definition of like musical sex. <laughs> Can you not? I know we keep the show as 15 as possible, but we had to go a little X writing there for a second. <laughs> um, um, just want to shine some light really quick on a couple of tracks that I actually did, thought were like okay at best. Uh, not my absolute favorite, but they were still like, eh, like good for the most part, but not like great. Um, tracks. Seven, eight, seven through ten, they were really hard for me to get through at some points. There are multiple listens that actually more than I think about, it, like the becoming. I do not want this. Made big man with a gun, warm place. I mean, these are tracks that, for whatever reason, like once we got to the middle of the record, I started to have like album fatigue a little bit more than I thought I did initially. Because remember, I said I I went through a nine inch nails phase like about five, four or five years ago, and I listened to the album from start to finish a lot then. But for some reason, these couple. I just rem- I don't remember being so like as as like as as like fast paced or not, not even fast paced just like they didn't flow as well as I remember them so much 
But so that's kind of like a weaker point of the album for me, like the second half right there. But it did pick up with uh, towards the very, the very end with like the downward spiral and hurt uh, for me personally. And Johnny Cash did that song a lot of redemption. I will say that <laughs> he really did. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and I, I, I'm not. I, I would go see Nine Inch Nails in concert. I mean, I'm not like, but they'd be like a, just a check off a bucket list for me. I don't know if I'd actually go and be like, I'm a diehard Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor too. I will say this really quick about Trent. He is a phenomenal um, musician. And he's actually composed to like musical scores for movies and stuff too. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys knew that. He's actually really good. Yeah, he's much better at that. Yeah, he's yeah, he's 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 really good at like doing like orchestral like scoring for movies and sound. I, I, I he might have worked with Hans Zimmer for a movie. I forget if I, I forgot of hand, but he is a really a, a musical. I want to say genius pieces. He's very unique in his style and he really knows how to do industrial rock really well, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit on Trent Reznor there for you. But I mean, overall, I mean, a solid a second album by Nine Inch Nails. I mean, Trent Reznor is he, he again, you go back to create the creative process. He wrote and did all the tracks pretty much by himself. He's that, that, I mean, to me, that shows a lot of, you know, effort and time as a musician. Like he can actually, I mean, the execution may not have been great over time. Like the album is almost 30 years old as of next year. Um, Like I said, but like track seven through 10 really just dragged for me a lot. I got to say that again, because like the becoming, I do not want this big man with a gun. You know, these are tracks that just really started to drag over like several times listening to it over and over again that's not to bring down the stronger songs on the record i mean it is front loaded a little bit in my opinion like with with tracks like mr self-destruct piggy march of the pigs closer and then you end on this bombastic note with hurt like the second half is a little bit like like more flat than i remember it being truthfully but i mean you know hey this is the one we picked out and that's what we got um i'm gonna go to my rating now and then we're gonna jump over to kyle really quick but um Overall, I have to say, Nine Inch Nails. I would, like I said, I would go see them just to check them off. Saying, "Oh, I could, I could say that I've seen Nine Inch Nails, whatever, and see Trent Reznor, whatever." Um, were all of the songs great? No, the like I said, the second half of the album really like fell a lot for me. Uh, with the certain tracks I mentioned, it was not when I remember it was five, four or five years ago. Maybe because my musical taste or knowledge has changed a little bit i'm not sure exactly how it like you know i'm not sure how like musical tastes change over time of course but i mean remember it and trying to bring back that like almost that like exact feeling i got listening to this album back then i mean times have changed things are different and i just for some reason it didn't hold up as much as i thought it would so on that note I'm actually, this might surprise some of you guys, but because it is still Nine Inch Nails, and Pretty Hate Machine is a great album too, but I'm actually going to give this record a solid 7.5 out of 10. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's not the most terrible thing, but to me, the good outweighs, <clears throat> excuse me, the good outweighs the bad, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it, it, if you're a fan of like, it, if you're a fan of Linkin Park, a little bit, or if you're a fan of like the industrial sound in general, and you have not heard of Nine Inch Nails, this might be a good one for you to dive into, if you so choose to. Excuse me, if you so choose to listen to, uh, and I'm that's almost thirty years old now, as of 2023. Next year it turns, um, next year it turns, um, you know, thirty. So, but yeah, seven point seven point five for me out of ten for the Nine Inch Nails downward spiral 
not a bad record, just a record that's like, <laughs> like it's a good one to dive into if you have if you have the the patience. It's because it's a long album. It's like like I said, it's about an hour long. If you have time to do it, and if it's something you want to experiment and try a new sound with in general, because it's very different. Like I said when I when we first started, I listened to this and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and this album and Pretty Hate Machine and you know Californication all at once, and I was going through different tastes and different styles and all this stuff. Listened to a lot of '90s rock at the time, like Soundgarden as well. Um, but this was a, a a fun revisit, and I'm glad we got to pick it off the wheel. That's my uh, but yeah, seven point five out of ten for me for Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral. Kyle has nine nails ready behind him. <laughs> See what he has to say about Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral, my friend. What do you got? Uh, all right. So nine inch nails, never, never liked them. Never liked them ever. Got a couple of songs here and there that I liked. Um, only album I'd listened to in full before this one, to be completely honest, is uh, with teeth. Okay. Which was okay. You know, uh, hand that feeds great song. Fantastic track. Uh, select handful of songs on pretty hate machine. Very good. All of those put just about every song on this album to shame mike i should have borrowed your shirt because i hate this thing i'm gonna gonna come out of the gate swinging and i'm gonna be the guy this is their most critically acclaimed record this sucks (laughs) sorry to all you nine inch nail nail fans out there this sucked so bad to get through it is overly bloated with nonsense trent reznor Completely agree with JT. Musical genius. He's a great composer. He knows what he's doing in terms of composition, uh, songwriting. It doesn't work for an album like this. I also just don't like industrial. So let's let's get off on that foot too. Industrial, I find to be annoying. Generally, a lot of times it's poorly produced. I feel like back in the 90s and even into the early 2000s, there were two camps of the industrial fans where it was you had your Nine Inch Nails fans, and then you had your Marilyn Manson fans. I was the Marilyn Manson side, still am. <laughs> uh, but again, Trent Reznor, fantastic composer. The things he's done in terms of like movies and things like that are great. And a lot of that I see on here, and I can see why if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, you would enjoy this. But yeah, let's just get a little right little little known fact just before you start. Uh, he. Um, uh, Old Town Road is actually his uh the the main beat that in the background, like the guitar kind of part, not like the obviously the country guitar, but like the mm-hmm. um background kind of like noise, like uh instrumental is his and was was actually I don't know if it was purchased or if it was just like um sampled for that song and um he got credit on that song, I believe. He also did a lot of work on Halsey Blast album. I think he produced that whole thing, which mm. I was hoping to get more industrial sound out of that than we did end up getting. But yeah, let's just jump right into some of these songs here. I mean, right off the bat, Mr. Self-Destruct, too long. It's just noise. One of the biggest problems I have with this record is the vocals are, and maybe it's just the version I listened to. Maybe it's just the 2004 deluxe reissue. I don't know. I didn't, that's the one I listened to. The vocals were mixed so low in this, and like those whispered vocals throughout were so hard to hear that I had to keep, whenever there was vocals on in parts, turning my volume up 
then having to turn it back down for the parts that they weren't in. Way too long of a track. Didn't like it. This is a four. Piggy, it's a five. Uh, incredibly annoying repetition here. You know, I really guess nothing can stop him now. But <laughs> hey, at least you could tell what's going on here. There's some kind of memorable hook. Get the beard and messy at the end with the uh, percussion. And uh, again, it's a five. You know, there's at least something going on. Same thing with Heresy. There was actually a guitar riff on this one that was easy to pull out. And I was like, wow, that's cool, I guess. Uh, again, <laughs> static sound on this one annoyed the hell out of me, which is something else throughout this whole record I noticed. Sounds like white noise at parts in this track. And another thing that go throughout the record, first notice on this song, it felt like they didn't know how to finish the song and it just abruptly ends. <laughs> that drives me nuts. That's a five. March of the Pigs take a slight uptick here it's a six it's the first song that really feels like a song on this album still suffers from the static noise drowning out the vocals a lot but it's a six it's not bad i wouldn't turn it off if it was on but it's not anything great and here's where i differ from a lot of people closer is just an okay track from a songwriting perspective it's very well written. This is a very well written, well structured song. However, having said that, it's too long. The entirety of the last minute or so doesn't need to be there. Drags on way longer than it should. The lyrics don't hold up. Let's let's be honest here. The lyrics are good for edgy teenagers. And that's about where it ends. Every cover I've heard of this song done by like a metal or metal core band, it sounds much better. It works better as a heavier song with more going on. But it's not a bad song. Again, all credit to Trent B. You know, the songwriting and song structure of this is fantastic. Uh, execution. Eh, it's Nate. Best song in the album, though. So it all downhill from here. JT, I kind of agree with you on this, but my downward spiral here starts at track six this is a four ruiner the synths are annoying electronic beat is boring guitar solo on this sounds like garbage uh then this really just continues the becoming is a three i do not want this i sure don't i really don't want this uh <laughs> only reason it gets the high score of a four is because it has some kind of chorus to it uh it's the most ridiculously corny chorus but at least there's something there. Then we go to Big Man with a Gun. This is a two. Why is this here? It serves no purpose, really. A Warm Place. Somehow this is more musical than almost anything else on this album. It's really just a slow, atmospheric vagina of a song. Uh, Eraser, three. Uh, it's like nine-inch nails on a chalkboard, that intro. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Actually, like, hurts my ears. There's an out-of-key violin here that just bothers the hell out of me. Uh, they definitely tried something here. I'll give them that. Reptile. All right, we're back up to an actual song here. I wouldn't go back to it, but it's not bad. It's a six. It's Reptile. Get it right. Oh, sorry, Reptile. <laughs> <laughs> downward spiral. JT, I'm so glad you didn't say this is your favorite because this is a straight one. <laughs> I hate this track so much to the point where I was listening to this. 
and Christina was in the car. And I was like, if JT somehow says this is his favorite on the album, he's a liar. Because this is <laughs> awful. Uh, and then Hurt, it's a six. It, it's a, again, well-written song. Well done. But the Johnny Cash version is just so much better. That going from that to this, it it doesn't have nearly as much of an emotional impact as it could. It's drawn out too long in the original Nine Inch Nails version. Again, Nine Inch Nails to me is very similar to Bob Dylan. I feel very similar between the two in that they are Trent Reznor, Bob Dylan, great songwriters. Fantastic. They know how to structure a song well. They know how to create music incredibly well. When it's their own band or artist and their own solo releases, it doesn't work for me. But every time I hear an artist cover one of their songs, it's so much better. Now, don't get me wrong. Taking this album out of the equation, there's a handful of really good songs on albums like Pretty Hate Machine. Uh, you know, Head Like a Hole is a fantastic track. There are Nine Inch Nail songs out there that are really well done and really good. This album, to me, does not have it. Uh, so I'll end it here and just say this is a 4.5 for me overall. I did not like this. This was a bore to get through. It was, this sucked. I'm sorry. I got to be that guy here. I'm going to break from the critics and apparently every other fan out there. I went and looked at the reviews for this. Even today, people are still giving this like five out of five. I don't see it. it maybe it's just not for me. I just don't see it. It's long, it's drawn out, and it's just sounds for the sake of sounds for half of it. So, Mike, uh, let's see. I'm probably the villain here. Well, let's let's have oh. you go at it. Well, well, uh, yeah. So, um, so it's an interesting experience when you listen to this album, and it's one of those albums that I feel like. Uh, so there's two worlds you can either approach um, an album or you can mix them two together, the two together in a perfect synchronicity. Like, you know, like just it's hard to pull off melding the world of atmosphere against like just a straight song, like straightforward song structure that doesn't have a ton of um, kind of, uh, you know, focus on the atmosphere side and and more of a. Uh, of a listening experience. So I feel like nine inch nails definitely went towards the, the atmosphere uh, side of things. And they really made it their journey or his journey. since it was written by him uh, solely uh, as kind of almost to document what it's like to go into a downward spiral, kind of in your own mind, all the things you go through, the, the, you know the fears and the and the just all the agony of it all and you know just kind of like follows one man's path um but i i have to be honest i actually side with the with kyle here this oh, yeah, was Mike. let's go this was really hard to get through and i am shocked because i absolutely love pretty hate machine pretty hate machine is a 10 across the board for me and almost every single song on that album, maybe one is um, uh, an eight, but everything else is a 10 off of that album. It is one of those albums that I could listen to at any given day and just absolutely 
be drawn into even the the songs that are not just your straightforward beat with like a catchy hook even the songs that are have like atmosphere and stuff they're still some of the most memorable songs that i know from uh any music as well as nine inch nails and uh coming into this i literally came from the camp of straightforward song structure with a a good beat but like some atmosphere and some other kinds of you know deviations off of that and this album took a complete different turn for me so um if jt if it's just an uh as an uh illustration purpose if you could just bring up the pretty hate machines um uh wikipedia page where it shows the track listing and the credits to who um worked on it i just want to kind of show you what's an important process when when you're writing an album sometimes it is very important to have somebody in the room with you who will say hey this might be a good idea to do this or that or like maybe doing this like, is hey, too this much is not a good idea right this mm-hmm. maybe this is not a good idea or like so now look at the producer credits we have other names on the board we uh, sometimes it's not good to leave a man to his own in, like spiral into kind of so like he brings a lot of passion and and intensity on this album screaming it's like a man sitting in a it actually i believe it was recorded in a haunted house i believe yes, or, yes. <clears throat> same with the first man, uh, manson record <clears throat> you have a man sitting in a haunted house and he's he's visiting his own mortality he's visiting his own insanity or his own suffering and like while i as an artist do appreciate that and find that intensity and passion i get lost on the cutting room floor of like where a lot of the songs um melodies and hooks and things that could have taken off were left in exchange for repeating the same beat over and over again or repeating the same thing over and over again and i find that to be this this album's weakest point and unfortunately what this album did in comparison to that album is this album kind of it took its melodies and it intensified it this uh the other album this uh album kind of uh focused on the uh, on the passion and left the song structures kind of um uh to just kind of go off on their own and and do their own thing so yeah just to subset my kind of uh you know my delve here so i'm just gonna list my cons uh lacks musical direction heavily relies on atmosphere over structure it leans on on the competition on the composition that it's going for and that kind of weakens it at times it doesn't seem interested in creating a seamless transition from um riff to riff to like you know, part to part, or it even, just wants to, or even song to song for that matter. Bro, oh, yeah, it just cuts off abruptly. It's it feels chaotic, and I and in a lot of ways, I feel that that was done on purpose, which makes this a a great album if you want to listen to it in a car ride where you're just driving through a dark street, or you're on a long car ride and you want atmospheric music without any kind of like real uh you know i would say pulling you in with like a a very specific kind of song that makes you kind of remember a lot of it and stuff it kind of feels like it floats along and i mean that's not all true with the whole album but there there's a couple that do and there's a couple that don't um you know grab you and take you along uh and make you remember the words and whatever 
but there's very little of it. So starting off with the first one, it's just noisy. It's just noisy. It doesn't showcase the songwriting. It's It's got a song underneath the noise. Um, it's like listening to a construction site. And I work at Home Depot, so trust me. I feel like this album, this first song is literally Home Depot, the, the record. But um, uh, so Ruiner is just a two out of 10 for me, unfortunately. Um, it was just a bad start. So then we go to Piggy. Piggy kind of has a very hard 90s feel to it like that. Like it feels like that late 90s, like, you know, like with like, you know, you had um, just that kind of like uh, Stone Temple Pilots, like with the bass kind of like uh and the kind of like laid back feel to it um and i mean billy eilish eat your heart out uh mr trent reznor was whispering before you were even uh out of the womb so like i mean now billy eilish is actually putting out decent music from what i've heard uh you know that might be a hot take but i've actually heard some of her new music and i actually really like it a lot you you won't hear too many like hard critics say that but um it's actually not bad um, but that's for another review. Might be the next one we do. Who knows? Um, uh, so it's just Piggy's just kind of there. Um, it's okay. Nothing really takes you and grabs you. Um, at some point, it sounds like there's two songs being played at the same time. Once again, the artistic stuff can overlap and almost drown out some of the like just pure like fun of this album. It's like, yeah, this would be really artistic if I just play two drum patterns at the same time while you're listening to a song. It's like cool, but like also not cool because I'm like getting lost here. Um so like yeah, four right. out of ten you can't for that stop one. Him. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. stop him. Well, yeah, you can't stop him. I mean it's you're absolutely correct so um and there's this little sad melody at the end of piggy i think that was kind of cool i wish it was actually implemented throughout the song and maybe even used but uh alas it wasn't um so then we go to heresy uh i hate these lyrics i really do and as as many of you know i'm a christian i don't like um uh the anti-god kind of um uh stuff going on in this song but at the same time like it is what it is i'm not gonna like Hey, you gotta not say speak your mind. He's gonna speak his mind. Um, it is what it is, but it feels very like you know, just childish, like you know, like or just cliche, I should say, more than childish. Um, yeah, but uh, basically, this is what kind of more this this is leaning towards more like nine inch nails sounding stuff. But one, there's a little bit groovy, uh, simple guitar. Kyle talked about that. It was cool. Like, that's nice. I wish it had, they did more with it instead of just playing the same riff over and over and over again. And it's like, you have an opportunity to do something just like, and it's got the noise again at the end. So um, it was a four out of 10 for me. Uh, kind of on the same realm as Piggy in the sense of like, um, where I'm just not really enjoying the music as much, um, but I'm just appreciating elements of it i don't know if that makes sense like i don't enjoy the song but i say hey i like these elements when uh if i were listening to this on a car ride it would create an element or an atmosphere that might um benefit me um in a in that in that area but if i were to listen to this when i needed something to be like you know grabbing my attention it'd be rough <laughs> so uh, then we go on to March of the Pigs, five out of 10, chaotic, noisy, but a little more musicality involved in this interesting piano breaks. Um, it was a five out of 10 for me. 
Um, and then we get to closer. I mean, it's a classic. Uh, always uh, creep me out. Uh, uh, nine out of ten for me. Not a perfect song. It does drag on in some parts. I agree with Kyle um, in that realm. But I do really like the ending coming in all. One thing I love about this song is it layers. It starts with this part and then it adds this little symbol be over and then it adds this part to it and then it adds this part and it just kind of like layers it throughout the song and at the end just call comes together with a big like showing trent reznor's true genius um in and building a song almost like he's building um you know a monster like a frankenstein i put this here put that there you know layer all the pieces together um then we kind of come into ruiner i actually disagree with kyle here ruiner was actually one of the few songs that I felt reminded me of Pretty Hate Machine with that kind of beat in the intro. It's got some cool noise sound effects in the background. I love that little doo 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 doo. I love that. That that sound in the background is like music to my soul for like the distant feeling of being lost out there. That it just feels like you're in this weird, strange kind of alien world. Like, uh, that's just me and my creepy mind. But it gave me something to go off. It had melody to it alongside of a beat, alongside some of some chaos. It had diversity and, and dynamics. Like, it was like, here's a little bit of this, here's a little of that. And it's not all one thing. And that's what makes this song a, a better offering than some of the previous songs where it's just like all noise at the beginning or it's all this or that. So, um, yeah. And I, I like a little bit of classic rock riff again, they threw in there. Um, the chaotic sound actually works for this. Um, give it a seven out of 10. So that was actually pretty decent. And then this is where, once again, I agree with the boys here. It takes a big dump, you know? So the becoming is just, it is what it is. I'm just becoming annoyed is what I am. And I'm just like, like, please, God, like, why is this getting like this? Like, um, you know, it's just repetitive. It feels like it feels like when I made music on a loop program in high school and I just ran out of ideas. So I just like played the same loop and, you know, I don't know. Layered some, random like, things on top of it. Right. Lay, did some uh, like uh, impromptu screams into a mic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I do not want this. Once again, I agree. I do not want this. And it's just a continuous beat with, without real direction. Vocally, don't tell me how I feel. Such a cringe thing yelling it like when I was 14 years old and I didn't want to eat dinner or something. Don't you know, tell I me just what like, to do, you know, mom. Yeah, dummy. Uh, straight. It's just strange lyrically, too, at times. You know, like you're saying, I don't have sex with the whole world. Like, cool, bro. Well, make sure you wear a condom. But anyway, um, yeah, big man with a gun in, feels incomplete. And it just feels like, he was in a room, like I said, in this haunted house. He's got him sitting there and no one's telling him, hey, Trent, maybe we should not do that. He's just like, no, nah, screw it, bro. I'm Trent Reznor. I'm going to do it. Like, cool. Congrats. But not something I feel like uh, helps this album. Uh, two out of ten. Uh, then we have a warm place. Actually, I agree with Kyle here. It's actually a nice, uh, mellow, instrumental. Reminds me of Donkey Kong Country, weirdly enough like video game music uh good meditation song mm-hmm. uh six out of ten like not nothing it it needed something to like push it over into the stratosphere but it but it 
did what it did well without like all of a sudden like a construction site coming out of nowhere which is like exactly why he's a good composer for movies and stuff like yeah it works very well for something like that not for this kind of album right exactly yeah and then we have eraser rep reptile and the downward spiral are just they're just you know like not good like they create good atmosphere uh racer's got some atmosphere to it it's got um it just doesn't lead to anything it doesn't have a it's not consistent consistency is uh something i feel like um really hurts this album and that's where i sit with that i hate to be that guy you know as all those fans out there that love nine inch nails don't take this as like a strike as i'm trying to like be um aggressive towards the band i absolutely love that they've always stood about like not selling out and not being like uh you know being like different and and being okay with that and they've built a fan base in that in that realm and i 100 agree but it's just like the pretty hate machine was just such a it was just on a whole nother level um this this was more the intensity and passion pretty hate machine was more like the songwriting uh the the beat the the, the atmospheric keyboards alongside that structure whereas this was just the passion and like the art this was the art and i love art but i also feel like the two worlds have to unite and and develop something and, and present something that can still you know keep you interested and that's where that, this suffers and you know downward spiral that's just it's just it is what it is it, it goes for art it sounds like crap on purpose and when you start doing things on purpose like hey i'm gonna play like the next minute but I'm going to muffle it on purpose. And then I'm going to like do that. Like that's like black metal, black metal would play things on purpose uh, in a, in a bad way because it was like their message to the world. Like we don't want to appear like overly polished and um, you know, like we've sold out and all we care about is like um, you know, not the rawness. Uh, this, this was trying to do raw and it just fell on its face. Um, you know, two out of 10. So I was a four eraser was a four uh so then we come down to her i mean this is a classic song once again you know johnny cash 100 times better than this uh song i mean uh you know he uh trent he built the foundation and uh johnny cash uh laid the walls and the roof on it you know it, it really accentuates the song it adds the dynamic of his voice and the musical uh additions to uh the guitar and the the stuff you know whereas this is all one thing it's very it's very quiet it's very um you know uh just on the darker side and the and the, and the more kind of atmospheric side so i would say uh it was still still uh it's it's a good skeleton to put the meat on you know when you when you uh, have someone cover it so it's a seven and a half out of ten um so yeah this was unfortunately uh i'm curious like what the next album went for but um which will be an interesting thing to do but um for me there wasn't too much to to, to chew on here uh there was just a, a a cut like atmospherically it's it would be great to listen to while i'm just driving and not paying attention directly to it that sounds terrible but um but uh yeah overall and kyle i hate to be the copycat but you literally nailed it on the head bro 4.5 out of 10 is what I gave it. And I was like thinking while you were saying, I was like, shoot, should I change it to four and like be the villain 
uh, here because I do deduct a point at the end. As, as everybody knows, I have a longstanding tradition to deduct either a half point up or a half point down based on the entire things, um, uh, you know, what it achieved. And, and, and actually, because it's an art, a piece of art and it has lots of experimental things on it, I feel like that allows it to sit at its its current rating rather than a, a, add a point or or deduct a point. I would deduct a point, but because it's a more art faced um, project, I would say four point five is where I'm sitting, bro. So we have a uh, dead uh, tie for the villain. So, Has this ever happened before? Have we ever given an album the same score? I wow. don't know. That's, I don't think we have. <laughs> that's wild, bro. Wow. That's wild and. You know, yeah. The the fact that you both, you both gave each other the same exact score. It kudos. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like fans out there who are just like ready to just murder us. I, I mean, know. the three people that listen to this, they're like, you know, we actually have a lot there. more than you think. <laughs> I know. I I, I like to chat. I like to say the three people that way. Those like, how many people listening will be like, no, it's more than three, and then I'll be like, sweet, I I it made them erupt into a defense of us. If you get your fans to defend you, then you don't have to worry about defending yourself ever again. So True. only the, the three Nine Inch Nails fans here. Yeah, yeah. The only three people that prove me wrong, folks, prove me wrong. The three people that listen, watch this, prove me wrong that it's just three by commenting in the bottom. Uh, of this video and saying how much you hate me for uh being the bad guy but maybe you love me who knows if I you're looking for mike's time. mike's address mike it's mike's address. whoa whoa go uh, you missed uh, mahoney let's uh let's go ahead and uh let's not do that man let's not do that i'm i'm good nah, I'm just you know. kidding, bro. i wouldn't do that <laughs> if you want to hit... work between the hours of well yeah yeah right exactly yeah mike will yeah, be okay. working at the uh at his job uh his and, job. yeah wherever right. he works whatever i don't know but yeah, Mike, I, I completely agree with you. If if you look at it in terms of an art piece, it works. Yeah. But in terms of a listenable album, it really does yeah. not work up. It, I was right. actually excited to listen to this one. And when I got like three songs in, I was like, oh, this is not what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's when you listen to the Pretty Pretty Eight Machine, like it's like, oh my God, it's a like league's different. It's just a whole nother, you know, a whole other approach. And like it's I said, listenable music. At- yeah, and you look at the the credits and you see other people there. And I I do agree. I don't care how artistic you are, how isolated you are, always have someone um say, Hey, you don't have to do what I say, but I have these ideas and you should maybe try that out. And then if you don't like it, don't do it. But at least have a voice there saying, like, you know, hey, like let's try something. Um, a little bit different here well i think i think that's a common trend especially in today's you know artists is the lack of producers like everyone Mm. now with how much easier it is to produce music and how much more widely available things are right people tend to self-produce their stuff but when you do that you're lacking that other person in the room to tell you like hey you have good ideas but let's focus in more on that and refine it or Hey, right. that's not a good idea. Let's cut that out and do something different. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. That's it, man. Is that everything? That's all we got. And we just got to spin the old the old wheel of. Uh, yes, we can spin of, the wheel now. Uh, Hold on one second. There you go. Now we are spinning the wheel. 
to figure out our next pick for next time. What do we have next? We have finally be a Kyle pick. Let's see. <laughs> I hope so. Most likely not. The way my luck is. It might be. Nope. Oh shoot! It's Radiohead. Computer, Radiohead. Okay, computer. Radiohead's okay. Computer. It's next for us. Oh, <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. Poor Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Kick Kyle next week or the next time we do our podcast is going to be on radiohead's okay computer from 1997 oh you mean that weezer's okay human from 2020 (laughs) no kyle no 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 we're doing radiohead (laughs) um no but that that will do it for us thanks so much for watching listening have enjoyed us thanks so much for uh tuning in as always there were more people actually alive believe it or not mike there was actually a total of five people watching us Yeah, oh, yeah. Heard that right. How many of them were angry at uh the nine inch nails hate? Uh, yeah, none of them at the moment. I've been keeping track at home yeah. right now. So <laughs> um, but yeah, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoy Hey, this guy down here, he's got a podcast as well. I'm not sure if it's back or not yet. You're gonna fill us in or not, but QA podcast, check them out. End of the month or early September, Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, wherever you get them. Wherever you get your podcast, the Q&A podcast will deliver yeah. for you. <laughs> now, <laughs> I want to thank, of course, Mike and Kyle. Their insight and knowledge is unparalleled to everything in the world of music. Thank you so much. And if you, if you like what you've heard here and seen here, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on our podcast format as well. Uh, Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, wherever you got them. And don't forget to follow us on our social media platform, simply on Facebook and Instagram and X or Twitter. I don't even know what it's called anymore. We're just going to call it. What can we call it Twitter? We're going to call it Twitter. Simply at the Superview Show. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll see you guys next week for OK Computer with my radio head. <laughs> Stay safe, <laughs> take care, and... <laughs>